back, everybody. Uh, this is Sarcasm Speaks, Jared and Bob. Uh, we have some drama today. Uh, there's a lot of drama this morning uh, when it comes to the golf world. Uh, so, you know, if you're not a golf fan, I guess, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> probably, probably wouldn't listen to this podcast. I mean, we talk about golf enough where if you're not a golf fan, you either hate us or uh, you stopped listening to us. Or you so, hate yourself. One or the yeah. Other. Or you hate yourself either way. <laughs> uh, get in line. But <clears throat> we had a, uh, a lot of, a lot of happenings uh, between, you know, the last time we got on here and we talked about the U S open and our trip there and going to Brookline and all that fun stuff um this morning so obviously too if you've been listening oh, long don't, enough hey don't gloss over the part where you didn't actually have matt fitzpatrick oh yeah yep yeah i didn't have matt fitzpatrick to win which is obviously why he won right obviously obviously um so <clears throat> i think that was the case where like i had it you know what i think i did I had like three or four other bets because I also had some top fives and top tens. And I just don't think I ever hit confirm. Like, I think I did it while I was at work or I was like driving to work. And then like I put my phone down and then completely forgot about it and <clears throat> never actually fired the bets off. But in my head, I thought I did because I also was like, I thought I had, who was it? Was it Morikawa? I think I had a, I, I was pretty sure I had a Morikawa top 10 a Matt Fitzpatrick outright. And then I forget what it is now, but I had someone else for a top five. Um, and none of them were on my bookie. So shout out to mybookie.com. Maybe they got, maybe they got canceled retroactively. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I feel like it, the more likely scenario is I'm fucking retarded and never hit the confirm bets button. Um, no, the offshore books don't pull that like regal bets <clears throat> bullshit. No, 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 they don't. They don't do that. So they make plenty of money. I'm just an idiot, and whatever. I lost out on it. Oh well. Well, here we are. But another, since another then, episode. Yeah. Since then, uh, this morning. So again, if you if you if you know us well enough by now, uh, we do our Thursday show on Tuesday. So this morning, right Tuesday morning, um, the PGA called an all hands on deck meeting uh it was it was mandatory right by all players yeah so i guess it was reported beforehand that it was mandatory and then i guess it wasn't actually mandatory okay so in the meantime like in the midst of this meeting while it's going on people are like tweeting out what it's about they're they're saying all this crazy stuff i retweeted um, someone that I have to go uh, hop on my Twitter really quick and see what it, I want to make sure I get it right. Um, from Monday morning Q or Monday, Monday Q info, whatever on yeah, Twitter, Ryan, Ryan French. Yep. Um, according to a source, there's a mandatory player meeting this morning at the travelers, which is in Connecticut, um, where I'm told he could announce, um, he is Jay Monahan. Uh, if you don't know who's the PGA commissioner, uh, he could announce three fall events with a purse of $25 million each for the top 60 in the official world golf rankings. And then I reach, I quote tweeted that and, and said, Hmm, where'd the PGA just find $75 million. Dare I say 
could the live tour actually be doing good things for the PGA tour? Now we'll get to the actual story in a second, but while that was going on, Bruce Kepka announces that he is leaving the PGA and going to the live tour. And everyone's like, no surprise there, right? Like yeah. the, uh, the, the, the second least surprising person behind Phil uh, to go to the live tour is Brooks Kepka. Um, so he's gone and we've, it's been well established that, that golf fans are just huge cunts. Um, people are like, Oh, good riddance. He was bad for the game. Like all that just fuck off. Cause he's not like a diehard golf fan. So if you don't know really much about Kepka, uh, he won four majors in the span of what, two years, something like that. Two and a half years. Uh, yeah, it was the U S open in 17 and concluded with the PGA in 19. Yeah. So, so probably 23 calendar months. Yeah. He won four majors, right? Two USO back-to-back US Opens. Um, and back-to-back and PGAs. back-to-back PGAs. So <clears throat> very good, right? The the US Opens were 17 and 18, and the PGAs were 18 and 19. So yep. for a two-year stretch, phenomenal, right? He's great. But during that time, he would give interviews and be like, Yeah, I just kind of golf just because he was like, I'd rather play baseball. I wasn't that good at it though. Like he just had a very like whatever attitude about golf and people hated that. Um, to which I say, fuck you, like get off your high horse. Like the dude's really fucking good. And uh, he just won four majors in two years and he doesn't really give a shit. He's also been known to like not really show up for real events and only really try in the majors um, and now people are shitting on him being like, oh, he hasn't been good for years anyway. He won he's been last injured. February. He's been injured, right? He's been, he's been injured for the last six to nine months, I would say. He fucked up his wrist at the end of last season, I think. He, he's been injury ridden, honestly, since 2020. Yeah, because it didn't his knee, he had a knee or a hamstring. Yeah, like he didn't even for a while. play. He didn't even play in the 2020 Masters, I think. He was getting, uh, wasn't he getting stretched out like mid-round by his caddy at one was, point? He was, he was a mess. Yeah, yeah. So Kepka announces he's going to the Live Tour. Awesome. Take a huge payday. They already paid his brother and everyone's like, cool, he's gone. Then there was a massive rumor that Colin Morikawa was going to go to the Live Tour. And everyone is freaking out. Oh, I would lose so much respect for Morikawa because remember, live tour equals bad. Um, it's blood money. It's you're supporting murder, I guess, apparently. Yes. You um, do. But not when you buy gas for your car or no. stay at a Hilton hotel. Different. <laughs> it's very different. Taking, um, taking an Uber. Yeah. Yep. Yep. None of that matters. Um, <clears throat> so everyone freaks out. Colin Morikawa comes out and is like, no, fuck this. He he makes like a, a big long post about it and goes, no, fuck you. He essentially says, fuck the media. He's like, the, all the media wants to do is create drama. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. Um, we did also find guess, out he's a the- psycho <laughs> because he pours the milk first when he makes cereal. Uh, he, he goes milk first, then cereal. Which yeah, He said he goes, I go pour some cereal into my milk. Yeah. Yeah. Some psycho shit. Um, Justin Thomas went after him. It was pretty funny, (laughs) 
I think Max Homa tweeted at about, about him being like, I don't trust him because you can't trust, uh, can't trust anyone that pours their cereal into the milk or something like that. But so we go through the day. I, I think that's fucking absurd, by the way. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. Anyone I, hope, pours- I hope he was joking. Like, I, I hope, hope so he was too. just trolling. But anyone who actually pours the milk first, then dumps the cereal in. That Psycho. is uh, no, 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 thank you. You don't you you need to go to fucking Arkham. Yeah. Jail. Straight to jail. I'm not even just um, jail, but like definitely you need to get fit for a fucking straight jacket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Morikawa was not going. However. You know who is going because they announced there were two players. There was rumors that two players were going to announce they were going joining the live today. Kepka was one of them. The second one was Abraham answer. So answer he's a, he's a pretty good player, right? Um, has he won on tour? Does he have just one win? Did I think he won like a one. goofy. I think he won a goofy event, right? Like how in Hawaii or something. I forget. I think it was like last year. I, I don't remember what it was. Yeah. So Abraham answer pretty decent player, right? He's kind of kicking around here and there, but you know, what's interesting now, it could be multiple factors here, but he came out and made a statement um, about him going to the live tour. And in his statement, he talked about growing up in Mexico, not having a lot of money. He's has an entrepreneurial spirit and he's going to take this money that he's making from the live tour as he calls it like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And he's going to give back to foundations in mexico right so no you can't do that it's blood money i don't hear anyone going after him so like is it okay if you if you're from mexico so this is the double standard that's always existed it's like brandle he he's like oh well phil and greg norman are ruining golf and it's like dude phil does not get that much credit no like, this is all money. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, guys who want money are going. Oh, Phil Mickelson's ruining golf. No, he's not. No, no. No one, not one person has bitched about Henny Duplessis finishing second and winning $3 million. Yep. Actually, Kyle Porter bitched about it, but he's a pussy. I stopped following him. He's a fucking <laughs> idiot. <clears throat> he was like, oh, that's, this is not good for golf. It's like, how, dude? That guy just yeah. fucking had a week of his life. Yeah, he well, just made more money in one weekend than he's made. And someone life. like Henny Duplessis with all these guys deciding to go live, guess what? He's probably not going to have a spot on this tour either. So the guy has literally no way to fucking play. Right, right. So credit to himself. Yeah. Um, you know what I did find out, though, just as a quick aside? Um, the live tour is paying for slots on the Asian tour for weeks that their players aren't don't have slots they will pay they will pay money to the asian tour to send those guys over there to play on that tour for that weekend so that's kind of cool right it's you don't see the pga tour being like oh you didn't get invited to the masters uh we'll we'll send you over to the fucking scottish open or whatever i know it's not the same weekend but you know what i mean like pga tour doesn't do that nope but the live tour tour doesn't do a whole lot nope nope 
So sorry. What were you going to say? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, it's always, it's, it's double standard because the guys that uh, have been successful, they're greedy and don't need the money. But when it comes to someone that actually needs the money or doesn't have status or hasn't won that much, then everyone's kind of quiet. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at too with Abraham answer, right? Like he's a good player. Like he's, he's fine. He, he finishes top 10 a lot. He has one win professionally. Um, and he's kind of one of those guys that like, he'll take like the, the 36 or the 54 hole lead and then just shit himself on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I think he makes that post about how he's going to take this money and like give back to foundations in Mexico and everyone's like, Oh, okay. Like, no, I haven't, I have maybe there are right. And I just haven't seen it because of the Twitter algorithm, but I haven't seen anyone bitch about Abraham answer going to live tour. And like you said, it could be a little bit what you said, right. That he's not a big name. Um, or it could be a little bit what I said to a combination where he's like, yeah, I'm going to take this money and donate it essentially. Right. Or create foundations to help Mexico or Everett. Right. Right now the sentiment in the country is like, Oh, the poor Mexicans, right. All oh, the poor immigrants, we have to let them all in. Right their country so bad we have to have open borders so it's almost like no one's really kind of bitching um or if they do i bet you you could catch them on that <laughs> in in answers um case right if someone's like oh it's blood money and you're gonna take that and go do found, build foundations oh well don't you how do you feel about mexico oh it's a terrible country well then isn't that a good thing what he's doing with that money you could get, you know what I mean? Like you could get them to just talk in circles and fucking. Yeah. But until never, steam comes out of their ears. Yeah. But live, live bad. Yeah. Live bad. So while all that was happening, we get this other news that is everyone is kind of being sketchy about, but I don't, I don't think it's anything of it. Um, and I don't really give a shit either, but Sir Nick Faldo retired from CBS. Uh, so they said for the first time in 17 years, there will be a different person sitting next to Jim Nance when it comes to yeah, the CBS be, broadcast. It's going to be Trevor Immelman. Immelman. I think. Yeah. It's, they, they, they announced today that Trevor Immelman was going to take his spot. But immediately, right? Because everything is going on with the live stuff. Everyone's like, he's going to live tour. He's going to, he's going to go announce on the live tour. And I'm like, I mean, he just retired. Probably not. Probably not. Like he just retired. He's old. Like he doesn't want to do it anymore. Like he's, he was a former golfer, right? It's not like, so Jim Nance is probably older, but Jim Nance has only been a a sports broadcaster his entire life, right? Like Nick Faldo was a professional golfer, very good one at that. Um, And then he retired and then became a, a broadcaster. And now he's like, fuck it. Now I don't want to do, I want to enjoy whatever and just not work at all. Okay, that's fine. I mean, at times he could be kind of a putz. Like he wasn't my favorite broadcaster, but I didn't like hate his guts. I don't, and not like Brandel Shambly. He's not on Brandel Shambly's level for me, but he's also not Jim Nance either. You know, like he's just kind of a dink sometimes, but he's an old, he's an old timey golfer. Like he likes all that fucking traditional bullshit, whatever. So Faldo retires. And then finally, this is this was all within like a 90 minute period today uh, in the golf world. And then finally, 
Uh, Jay Monahan wraps up his mandatory meeting with the players and it comes out that they are going to have a new series in the PGA in the goofy golf season, um, which is like what, October to December. Something so like that. Uh, allegedly they're going to be spread out all year. Oh, okay. I thought it was just going to be in the fall. No, I guess, I guess it's supposed to be like all year ish now. Okay. Um, well, what I had said earlier, right. When I read that tweet that I, that I quote tweeted was three events or 25 million. It ended up being what? Eight events, eight events, 20, million. 20 million. So and it's supposed to be top 50 in the world. The top 50 in the official go- world golf ranking get to participate in this, which uh, sounds familiar. Sounds kind of familiar, right? Yeah. Doesn't that? Doesn't I wonder that if someone sound... ever thought of this. Yeah. Or proposed this. Yeah. Sounds a little bit like uh, the Live Tour, doesn't it? Oh, no, no. Uh, nope, live nope, Tour. No, nope, it's way, it's way different. Dude. Way different. The Live Tour does shotgun starts. Yeah, it's way different. That's like all people have to, that all day. I've seen that like at least 12 times from people today. Oh, Live Tour does shotgun starts. Yeah. Shotgun. No credibility. Sh- shotgun starts in 54 holes. Yeah. Okay, cool, man. Like, but that's literally they've now capitulated to the live tour. Yep. That's quite literally what they just did. Yeah. Eight events <laughs> with a, a purse of $20 million. Yep. That's literally what the individual pays out in the live tour for the top 20, top 60 guys. Live tour is 54. Uh, PJ Tour is gonna be fifty. So the, oh, 50, top fifty. They'll, sorry, they'll get a shade more. I thought it was top sixty. Uh, it was originally, but yeah, it changed to top fifty. I mean, we'll see when it actually gets rolled out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> not only is this identical to the Live Tour, um, this still still does not solve the problem with the PGA Tour. Because it's always been the guys like Henny Duplessis or, you know, I'm trying to think of a guy that's like kicking around the bottom, like uh, not like Keith Mitchell, because he's he's kind of higher up, but like uh, like a Doug Gim or like Hank Lebiota, like these guys that kick around on the bottom of the PGA Tour. This doesn't help them. No, this doesn't just- help them. This is only for the top guys. The entire the entire knock against the PGA Tour has been that they go out of their way to pay their own guys, right? The player impact program, like they, which everyone kind of, you know, it's a, a wink and a nod agrees has been going on forever, but now they finally made it public this year where they just, they pay the most popular player in on tour 10 million dollars you can call him tiger woods tiger woods yeah so tiger tiger woods just gets 10 million dollars every year and it's like okay well you've always been doing that so you just made it public now now you have a 20 million dollar purse for an event with just the top 50 guys what about the guy that's ranked 89th in the world that's struggling to fucking hang on to his tour car like the live tour their whole kind of shtick right right out of the gate was like 
We're here to help those guys. We're here to finally pay these guys. So you get a, like I said, a Henny Duplessis or a Charles Schwartzel, who maybe isn't the best example either because he won a major. But you know what I mean? Like these guys that I can't think of anyone else on Live Tour off the top of my head, but Chase Kepka. Chase Kepka, yeah. Andy like, Ogletree. These guys that like that's what the tour is for, right? Like someone like a Chase Kepka can go and make $12 million in a season and be okay. Whereas if he stayed on the PGA tour, he might only make a half a million dollars, which, you know, we can sit here and be like, Oh, I would like a half a million dollars, but it's different. Like I'm not yeah, a professional, I'm not a professional golfer. Exactly. Yeah. My, if my, my <clears throat> dumbass could sit here and make a half a million dollars a year, I would be thrilled. But if I'm a professional golfer making a half a million dollars a year, that's not a lot of money. No, half a million dollars a year is fine. But dude, these guys don't even make that. Yeah. Some dude. Well, I'm he, thinking like he just interviewed on the grind. Uh, here, here's the here's the full example. Guy guy interviewed on the grind. And he's like top 10 on the Latino America tour. So this is a professional golfer. His earnings this year is twenty three thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. And the PGA tour doesn't see an issue with this. Yeah. So this, this will be one of the criticisms that comes with the PGA tour. Now to answer your question. So if someone has a PGA tour card and they're not in the top 50, they're supposed to be an opposite event so that these guys can earn FedEx cup points, world golf ranking points. So like the week of the John Deere, they'll have this goofy event. So the big guns go play. They play for a shitload of money. And then everyone else goes and plays the John Deere or the Barracuda or the Barbasol, like whatever. And then they get PJ tour. Uh, I'm sorry, FedEx cup points and world golf ranking points. Like that's, that's what's supposed to happen. Now, whether it does or not, who the fuck knows, <clears throat> but the PJ tour sits there and we're like, okay, well, we're the Mecca. And it's like, okay, well, what's below PJ tour? It's the corn ferry. It's like, oh, well, we don't want people making a career on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's like, all right, I get your point, but why? Like, why can't someone earn a living on the, on the Corn Ferry? And then Corn Ferry, but just below that is Canada and Latino America, and you can't make a living on those tours. Like, the system is fucked. Yeah. Like, really fucked. And then Latino America, if you finish first on the money list, you get a full corn ferry card. Now, remember, corn ferry guys can't make a living. So if you finish first in Latino America, you get a corn ferry card for the next year. If you finish like two through five, you get mostly full corn ferry card. If you finish six through 10, you get a pretty shitty one. Like, I think you get to go to final stage of Q school to improve your status. And then no final stage. Yeah. Final stage. And then I think 10 through 20 or 10 through 25 or something, they get to skip first stage of Q school. They get to go right to second stage of Q school. Q school is one, two, three. And that's how you get a corn ferry card. If you don't have one. Yeah. So, so you're going to tell me that 
well, we don't want people earning earning a career on the corn ferry. Do you know how fucking hard it is to get on the fucking corn ferry tour? So it's like if someone's a professional golfer, I understand that that's a little bit of a choice. Like you don't have to be a professional golfer. Like you could go do something else. But like who the fuck is to tell someone what they should or shouldn't do for a profession? Right. But the path is comical. Like this is a joke. Like like do you have like and and this is the thing is like the fucking Twitter warriors have no fucking sympathy for like the little guy. And even in the gym, it's like, cause I like some fucking asshole with a fucking giant ass belly button, fucking Mark Leishman style. He's a fine kid, but he's fucking like way, way, way against the live tour. Yeah. And I'm just like, I like, I'm trying to bring up like the smaller guy. Cause like, truthfully, it doesn't really fucking matter if it's Justin Thomas versus Kepka. Like that doesn't matter. No, I'm talking about the fucking small guy. You go, like, oh, well, you can always play better. Well, fucking can you? Because you know what? Some of these guys, they play pen- plenty fucking good enough and there's not enough opportunity for them. So I, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't I don't know what the answer is because someone could easily sit there and poke holes in the argument. I'm like, or you could pay these motherfuckers to be a part of your fucking tour. Like, Corn Ferry Tour. Figure out what the fuck it costs these guys. to Like, get a fucking hotel and pay for the fucking caddies. Do that at, like, at, at fucking least. Right. Right. Like PGA tour, pay for a hotel, pay for lodging, pay for a fucking caddy. If you don't want what they're offering you, then then you can hire whatever you want. Right. Yeah. There should be a, almost you call it like a public option. Right. And if you, and if you miss that, like if you, or, or, or instead of eight events, 20 million, instead of the 160 million that you just fucking magically found, well, you didn't magically find We know this, their, their, their returns are public. Yeah. So just just so we're also clear, like if you think the PGA Tour is so good, like PGA Tour good, uh, in 2018 they did about 1.5 billion in revenue, and they donated to charity. Do you want to guess? Uh, 1.5 billion in revenue. 1.5 billion. They probably donated like a million dollars. Okay, so it is actually more than that. But out of 1.4 billion in revenue, they donated 42 million. Three percent for a nonprofit. Three percent of their revenue. Do you want to know how much they? <laughs> so on their income statement, do you want to know how much they profited in 2018? Uh, wasn't it 72 million? 72 million. Yeah. So for a nonprofit, when Brandle got up there, was like, what about the charities? Yeah. So for this nonprofit that does $1.5 billion in revenue, they donated 3% of their revenue, $42 million, and they profited $72 million, which I don't know what percent that is. More than 3%, probably 6%. Seven, 6 or 7%. Yeah. So you have a nonprofit that prides itself on its donations, whatever, that donates less money than they profit. Can yeah. you figure that one out for me? But then you're also like, how do they hold on to nonprofit status? Because then they say, well, oh, well, we need that 72 million. We got to put deposits on courses and we got to pay people ahead of time. We got to like, that's all it is. You just play the game. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, well, we need all that. We need that money to pay for next year's stuff. And then it's like, 
there is no eventually time to pay the piper because it's like, oh, well, next year. Oh, well, next year. Oh, well, next year. Oh, dude, do you just hear what we have to give up? We yeah. got to give these guys an extra $160 million next year in prize money. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, but live to our bad. Yep, bad. PGA, <laughs> well, so now my biggest criticism is PGA Tour good. Cause yeah. I'm done doing like the live tour. Good. Cause I actually like live tour. The, the problem with the live tour is I don't know how long it's going to stay. And I think that's a massive issue, but yeah, I think it depends on the sponsors. Really PGA um, tour does not equal good. That's, that's where I'm at. The Saudi Royal family literally has more fucking money than probably the entire world. Like they can afford to lose like a couple, couple billion and like, doesn't even matter like they probably have trillions of dollars yeah but the um, problem is because they're the ones running it they could just decide one day be like yeah we're good here yeah shut it, shut it down yeah that's fair they could do that too so that's what i that's like my only actual concern with the live tour yeah but like I, I, enough with the pga tour like they are not the fucking ages that you think they are no so no. so did did brandle come out and talk legacy with any of these guys and like how they shouldn't play in this new event series because it's just a money grab and it's not about money. <laughs> did he did he do that today? I don't think so. No, no. Did uh, Jim Nance talk about how that would be like a betrayal, like you know, opting to take the money? No, hmm. didn't that didn't that. happen today. No, I don't think I heard any of that. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, it's strange, strange, right? It's it's okay for big money events when. Uh, when your team's doing it. Yeah, it's it's not greed. It's not greed when the PGA Tour does it. Yeah. It's only greed if you leave the PGA Tour to do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> $72 million in profit, 2018 or 2019, one or the other. Yeah. Well, 72, I don't know how much money it would cost, but... Um, maybe 72 million, probably more than that. But so we all know, right? Gas prices are absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, and I, I, I'm sure everyone by now has seen or heard of uh, when Biden fell off the bike, the, the bike that he was riding a few days ago, yeah. um, straight on his head. Well, I think this guy fucking scrambled his brains pretty good. Because his new solution to fix gas prices is a gas tax holiday. To which I say, what the fuck, right? Like a gas tax holiday. That's really what you want to do. So like, so one day where gas is cheaper. Now I'm not sure. Because there hasn't been any details on that. But if that is the case, where it's a gas tax holiday for one day, absolutely fucking worthless. Because if you thought gas lines in the 70s during the gas crisis were bad, uh, this would be absolutely fucking absurd. Now, I'll tell you why it's just a waste of time anyway, because I found this great article from Forbes, um, right? So Forbes pretty solid, right? They're relatively down the middle. I mean, they might lean a tad, right? But like they're a, they're a financial like 
um, I would call, it was almost call them a newspaper, but they used to be a, a magazine newspaper thing. Now it's online, whatever. So this article from Forbes, the title is why a gas tax holiday probably won't work. <laughs> so keep in mind, I don't know if it's just one day or if it's like a week or however long it is. Um, but it starts out really hilarious. The first sentence of the article is, I believe many of our political leaders have a comic book view of how gasoline prices are set. <laughs> like they think oil companies wake up one day and just decide to be really generous and sell gas for under $2 a gallon. And other times they're super greedy and sell it for $6 a gallon. And uh, so they go through this whole thing. So here, this is, this is the, 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 the meat and potatoes of it. Since 1993, the federal portion of the gas tax has been 18 cents per gallon. So the federal gas tax holiday, if it were only one day, would relieve gas prices by 18 cents. So instead of paying $5.20 a gallon, you're going to pay $5.02 a gallon. Now, it's not even worth my fucking time. It's not. And that would that right that just that would show you how really fucking stupid people are because if it were just the one day, everyone would flock to the gas station be like, "Oh, I got to get gas it's cheaper. There's no gas yeah, to, tax." To save $3.60. Right. 18 cents, right? So if you say I don't know, say what is the tank? average the average gas tank call it 15 gallons, right? Times 18 cents, that's two dollars and seventy cents to save less than three dollars. Yeah, no, if they make it like a week or two weeks, cool. You saved five bucks over two weeks, six bucks. You save less uh, all like all things considered, you save less than ten dollars over two a two-week span. Now, this is where thing gets things get good. Gasoline tax, right? Let's say. They come out and say they're going to waive the gas tax for two weeks or fuck it. Let's let's play the game. Say they waive the gas tax for a month. Well, what uh, what do you think? What do you think the government does with the money they collect from the gas tax? Probably give it back to us, right? Yeah, well, uh, no, <laughs> but in particular, oh, oh, no, they don't. No, <laughs> we oh. don't get any of it back. Well, isn't that what isn't that what when what happens when people get their tax returns in March? Like it's it's yeah. government money. The government's just being generous. And yeah, the government the government's just being. They just they decided to wake up and be nice one day. Yeah, yeah. So one of the problems with this scheme is that gas taxes help fund the country's transportation infrastructure, like highways and bridges and roadways. If that money stops coming in, that will mean either a cut to those programs, more deficit spending, or the revenue will have to be made up elsewhere. So these people are literally the dumbest fucking people alive. They're like, oh, gas prices are really high. Oh, why don't we just waive the gas tax? It'll save people 18 cents a gallon. On average, it'll save them less than $3 to fill up their tank. And uh, oh, by the way, it'll completely fuck our transportation system also, because if we run it for a month, 
we'll be operating our transportation, our nationwide transportation system uh, at a loss for a month because the gas tax and revenue that we normally collect goes to pay people to, you know, fix highways and bridges and roads and street lights and fucking all that other shit, potholes, all that stuff that already sucks to begin with if you live in the Northeast. Yeah. Well, enjoy, enjoy saving $2.70 at the pump. And uh, hopefully you don't hit a fucking pothole and blow out your tire and have to spend $120 to get your fucking tire replaced. So, but, but yeah, man, you save the $2.70. You fucking assholes, dude. People are so dumb. Well, why would they look more into like anything? The president said it, president good. Yeah. It's like no one no one takes the time to look into anything, right? Like I, this, or th- this or took even... me 45 seconds, right? I saw a tweet on Twitter that said President Biden um, is, is leaning towards a federal gas tax holiday. I read that and I go, hmm, how much is gas tax? I, I Googled gas tax. The first article that popped up was from Forbes.com. And this is the article that I found. The title that says again, why a gas tax holiday probably won't work. And it lines up why it's a stupid fucking idea to save 18 cents per gallon. And then fuck us on the back end. No, he wouldn't do that to us. But it's like, People are so fucking lazy, right? People are so stupid. People are so lazy. No one wants to take the 45 seconds to type into Google to learn about a gas tax and learn why, oh, that's dumb. I'd rather just pay the $5.20 and not fucking drive on shitty roads and a bridge that falls apart when I drive over a river. (laughs) I wish more bridges would fall apart when I drove over a river. Like, holy shit, dude. So then the other thing I saw was that if Biden decides to, oh, actually, this is a great thing. Before I get to that part, this is great. This is from the Forbes article. Um, So consider this. This is, I'm reading this right from the article. Consider this, that on June 1st, the state of New York suspended its motor fuel tax of eight cents a gallon. So at the state level, it decided to suspend its gas tax. The state of New York um, stopped its gas tax for eight cents a gallon, as well as the 4% sales tax up to $2 a gallon. So now you're gonna get a popsicle headache trying to figure all this shit out. So you you don't pay sales tax up to $2 a gallon, but then from anything over $2 a gallon, you pay the sales tax. It's Fuck absolutely ridiculous. Again, these are assholes making up these fucking rules. So you're saving roughly eight cents a gallon, a little bit more. On June 1st, the average retail price of gasoline in New York, New York State, was $4.93 a gallon when they passed this relief thing, right? Well, two weeks later, after the roughly 16 cent per gallon tax holiday into effect, Okay, so they're running their holiday for six weeks for for two weeks. Um, two weeks after the holiday went into effect, the average price of gas in the state of New York, 
$5.04. So it was $4.93. Then they enacted this tax holiday. And two weeks later, it's $5.04. So now- It's about an 11 cent increase. Yeah, so now- Do you want to know how much the sales tax on one gap? Hold on, does this math work out? I don't know. I came out with 11 cents per gallon. Yeah. Yeah. So, 11 cents. 11 cents. Yeah. Because 2.93 times 0.04, because it's 4% of 293. That's 0.11. That's 11 cents, right? 293 times 0.04. That's 4% of 293. What's 293? Which is the, because gas was 493, but you have to take the $2 off. Oh, the right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 11 cents. So gas was lowered by 11 cents and then the price of gas raised by 11 cents. Yep. <laughs> yep. So the average price went up 11 cents to 504. So they, they enact this. Which actually holiday. technically went up. Technically it went up 22 cents. Correct. But now in the state of New York, you're still paying more for gas even after the holiday, the tax holiday was enacted. And now at the state level, you're not collecting the gas tax. So see prior statements about why that's bad. So now you're just yep. like, what are we doing? What are we doing? People are so fucking dumb. So then what I was going to get to before, before I jumped backwards, was the other thing that has been floated around was rebate cards. So they are floating the idea of sending everyone like a, uh, essentially like a debit card, right? Oh my fucking God. What the fuck is with these fucking things? Does that, uh, does that sound like anything? Sound like anything that we've done before? No. Why the fuck? What are they trying to send each person? Uh, this Forbes article doesn't, uh, doesn't specify the amount, but doesn't, 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 I feel like, I feel like that's happened before. We just send people money. Stop sending people fucking money. Stop. Doesn't just fucking that, stop. Uh, doesn't that lead to ridiculous inflation? Actually the highest rate of inflation that we've seen, I think ever, I think CPI was up 8.6% in the month of May, which is the highest it's ever been. No, must've been something else. Yeah. Yeah. All those uh, stimulus checks and money that we just pumped out. No, 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 that's not what causes inflation. Even though you learn in fucking high school that that's how you cause inflation. Uh, now, all of a sudden it doesn't cause inflation um, because, you know, this administration is good. Um, and President Biden doesn't tweet mean things, um, but he can't ride a bike. So did he give us a check? Oh, yeah, we got one last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. Six. I think Trump gave me two. Yeah, did he do one or two? I don't know. He might have only done one. What was it, 1,200, 1,400? Yeah. I think he did two. He did two. So I want to say he did too. I mean, he's an asshole too. So fuck him. But well, yeah, he's a politician. Yeah, they all suck. Um, but just 
just bad, man. Like just bad all around. Like no one, no one seems to actually have any legitimate fucking thoughts, right? They're just like, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll just print more money. We'll just give people money. Oh, oh, your prices are too high. Oh, we'll just give you money. Okay. Like no one, no one has the ability to use foresight, right? I feel like no one can think more than fucking three weeks into the future. Like, oh, gas prices are really high. No, we'll just cut the tax. All right. Well, six weeks from now, like people that work for the DOT are probably going to have to get fucking laid off. You know what I mean? Like, they could collect unemployment after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, we'll just give people massive amounts of free money. Oh, isn't that going to lead to inflation? Nah, maybe not. Let's do it. Now we have crazy inflation. Oh, we have this, uh, we have this sickness that like we don't really know much about. Let's shut down the fucking country for two months. Uh, wouldn't that potentially lead to some problems, you know, in the supply chain a little, a little down the line? Ah, no, nah, probably not. It doesn't matter. This is really bad, though. Everyone's dying. You're going to die. If you leave your house, you'll die. So, wish. Yeah. And here we are. Like, like, no one can look more than fucking three weeks into the future when they make these decisions. And you just keep like fucking yourself over and over in the future. It's like, hey, future you. Ah, fuck you. Deal with this now. It's like, I just, I don't get it. Well, everyone just wants instant whatever now. Like, it's why people are so fucking rude everywhere you go. It's why people are fucking completely unrealistic about what they want, when they want it, how they want it, blah, 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 blah. So it's like gas is high now, instantly make it less. And it's like, hey, don't you want to think about that? No. Yeah. No, just make it less. Yeah, just make it less. Make it less now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's partially the problem when you have a group of people that just look to government to solve all of their problems, right? You get, it's a, it's a positive feedback loop, right? It's people look to government to solve all their problems, so then government gets more bloated to solve the problems, and then because of that, more problems arise, so the people are like, hey, government, fix this problem. And then they have to create a new department to deal with the problem. And then there's another problem that happens down the line. They're like, hey, government, fix my problems. And before you know it, you have this massive fucking government that can't get out of its own way and that becomes overbearing and fucking locks people in their houses for weeks at a time. And everyone's just like, yeah, but we're safe. Man, imagine if that happened. I hope that doesn't happen here. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. People, people just can't, they can't connect the dots. They're just really fucking dumb. So that's, that's all I got on that. Uh, see what else we got here. Oh, today. And speaking of, Hey, you know, what's this is actually pretty fitting. Um, speaking of being really fucking dumb and uh, just everything being a fucking drag and a pain in the ass today is the longest day of the year. So I couldn't think of anything more fitting, right? It's the first day of summer. Uh, I think 
it's 819 right now and the sun is actually still up. I don't know when the sun actually sets, but I think that's pretty fitting that uh, on a, on a night when we're talking about people doing dumb shit that sun, the day that just doesn't fucking end. So. Uh, to be perfectly fair, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, a big fan of the sunlight. Like when I leave work, sometimes at 8, 15, 8, 30, it's like still light out. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah. Me too. Um, the other thing too, that I think is uh, interesting. I know you've brought this up before, but like today is literally the first day of summer. Right. So like we are basically at the end of June. Um, it was uh, 53 degrees this morning. And that's what I was, that's what I was getting at. Yep. That this past weekend, right at the U S open, everyone was like, Oh, what do you mean? The, the high is the high is only 65. It's like, yeah, well, I think Sunday was even colder. Um, Sunday was gross. Yeah. I think the high was like 58 on Sunday and everyone's like, Oh, what, it's June. I can't believe this. It's like, well, clearly you don't listen to sarcasm speaks uh, because Bob has been talking about how much the weather sucks here uh, forever. For as long as we've been doing this, uh, like just because it's fucking June 18th doesn't mean that the weather's going to be nice. Fuck. Just because it's June 30th doesn't mean the weather's going to be nice. Like we don't get like guaranteed warm weather until like the 4th of July. And even then, we got sometimes the 4th rain. of July, yeah, I was yeah. going to say sometimes the 4th of July isn't great. But like from the from the second week of July until like Labor Day essentially, it's just 100 fucking degrees every day. Um and then like from Memorial Day until the 4th of July is like I don't know. It could be 30. It could be 90. Take your pick. Like, I have no idea. I don't know, dude. I haven't seen a four in a while. It's like anyway. Oh, no, from- I meant from a, like Memorial Day. Like it was it, it was cold at night. 30 that, though. Yeah. That's- the last week in the last week in May. Remember? Because I that's when I tried to reseed the lawn. And that week, every single night that week was in the 30s. Oh, yeah. And it fucking, the grass seed wouldn't grow. And I was like, sick. Good thing I spent all that money trying to reseed the lawn. And then I get 30s get. every That's single That's what you fucking. get for fucking reseeding a lawn. Yeah, I know. Should have just made it a fucking driveway. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Dig it all up. Turn it into a basketball court. I don't even like basketball. Just have it there. Just so it's out of the way. <laughs> Make it a giant parking lot. <laughs> sell parking. I don't know yeah. to what, but yeah, I don't know to what either. But you know, just sell it. <laughs> yeah, one dollar. Yeah, park all day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just the weather here sucks, right? That's also kind of what I was leading into. Um, was uh, you know. It's the first day of summer, but that doesn't really doesn't really mean much around here. No, I mean generally the weather does get good, but who fucking knows? The state sucks. Yeah, state fucking blows. I think Spencer just tried to sign on on his account. I just got another notice. It's like, oh, you 
may have been signed out because you're signed in on another device. <laughs> I think we're still recording though. Yeah, we're still good. So I'll see if I get a text from Spencer in a minute being like, yeah, oh, like, dude, hey, are you send, recording? Send me the link. Yeah, say, hey, send me the link. Let me, let me jump on. Let me finish it out. Um, which have you, it, here's a little, no, some cross promotion here. Have you listened to the DL Mercury episode? No, I just got through the other two, the dog talker and then the, uh, Sasquatch guy. Was that any good? The dog talker? Um, it's kind of exactly how I thought it would go where it's like, she, so like she tried, so she did a couple live, like Rob's cat ran on the scene and She's like, okay, what's your cat's name? Whatever. It's like, how old? And she like kind of was like, oh, he wants to like roam. Does he ever get outside? It's like, lady, the cat probably doesn't get outside. Like most people's yeah. cats don't go outside. Right. Um. So I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. And then Spencer's cat. And then she like re- read into Spencer's cat. And uh, Spencer's cat wants to go on the, like the raw diet because the dry food dehydrates it and whatever. And I'm like, you kind of alluded because she, she kind of alluded earlier in the episode about how um, like cats are supposed to be outdoors, supposed to chase mice, like whatever. And it's like, you know, they usually don't like eat kibble and like lay around all day. So then it was like, all right, well, you talk to the two cats and they both kind of mention something that's like one of your agendas. So, right, right. This is a little John Edwardsy from yeah. Salt, from that episode of South Park. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A little bit. She says she can talk to trees. So Spencer's like, I'm going to cut down some trees. Can you talk to them? <laughs> <laughs> I get some trees I got to cut down in my yard. <laughs> and she's like oh well send me a picture of the trees and then she can talk to i don't know dude like that's fucking yeah yeah, that's john edwards but then there was like there was something that like makes you think for a second i'm like oh okay that's like pretty cool and then it's like oh no it's not that cool anymore i think you just got lucky yeah yeah um the uh the dl mercury episode the latest one uh, the lead singer from the band I yep. Bleed Mercury, which if uh, I forget what uh, what episode Spencer jumped on to close us out, but it might have been I think it was last Tuesday. last Tuesday night, so last Thursday's episode. Um, I just I just listened to that one today. That might be one of my one of my top episodes like might be one of my favorites um was not what i was expecting at all i was expecting someone out of their fucking mind um like along the lines of like the daniel dahmer episode where like it was just fucking crazy this dude is the most down-to-earth like normal person like i'm not i don't want to give too much away because i know you're probably you're gonna listen to it yeah i'll listen to it he's just such a cool guy and totally not what I would have expected. And if you don't follow Reality Tonic on Instagram, you should go do that. Um, shout out to them, you know, the uh, the old good old sister show over there. Uh, but if you find the picture of DL Mercury, he looks like a vampire, right? Like Spencer talked about that on the episode. Like he's got fangs, he's got like long blue hair 
He's got like yellow contacts that he wears in his eyes. Like he looks like someone that would be really fucking a wild time to talk to. And no, totally blown away at like how normal he is. Um, so it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool episode. So um, you should uh, look forward to that one. Yeah. I'll probably listen to it by the end of the week. Yeah. Almost caught up now. Um, you got anything else? Do you want to start wrapping this up? We can wrap this up. All right. So I'd like to dedicate today's episode to uh, Chuck, who I played with at Nishotic. Um, so when I play those events, generally everyone's kind of like a similar ish handicap. So the guy can play like he's not bad. Um, so I get to the first tee. There's only three of us. I'm like, okay. I walk back over to the table and it's not one of the partners. So we have four partners that run the tour. It's not one of them. It's a guy who's kind of just like checks people in. I go, Hey man, you said all four of us are here. He's like, yeah, I go, dude, there's only three. Like we're teeing off in five minutes. Like we would tee off right now, but fucking we're missing someone. He's like, Oh, Colin, Colin, Colin doesn't show. I go, cool. So at 8.30, balls in the air. He goes, yep. I'm like, all right. So we go down, we hit, and one of the partners is in the group behind us. He goes, you guys only have three? I go, dude, we're mid. I go, I Barry said our fourth is here. I go, I just have no idea where the person is. And one of the guys goes, oh, who are you looking for? I'm like, Colin. He goes, oh, that's me. So Colin thought he was at 8.40. He's really at 8.30. All right. So ball on the ground, hits, whatever. It's a goofy par five to start at Nishotic anyway. So we're off to a rousing start. I'm like, great. And I look at him because he's got his bag up on the tee. I go, are you walking, riding? What are you doing? He goes, all right, all right. I go, good, let's fucking go. I go, not that like we're off schedule because we teed off at 830, but we absolutely could have hit about six minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. So we're playing, you know, everything seems fine. Like guys are fine, whatever. And then Chuck, you know, hits a, hits a, hits a poor putt. Like, okay. The only problem is unlike Dave from Harmon, Chuck is actually like a fucking five handicap or a six handicap, something like that. So hits a bad putt and starts doing like the hate himself. Like oh, I fucking idiot, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. That's normal. You know, kind of does it again. Probably does it a third time. So then our man, Colin, who had no idea when he was teeing off, he's like, oh, man, I really wish Chuck would just like, you know, keep that to himself. Like, I don't really want to have to like hear that. I'm like, Colin, man, you are talking to the wrong fucking guy. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what Chuck has to say. And I definitely don't give a fuck what you have to say. I would recommend you stop being such a fucking pussy because it doesn't seem like he's going to stop. Yeah. So he is just like motherfucking this motherfucking that whatever. <laughs> so ninth hole, I'm sorry, 18th hole, 18th hole in the shot. It slopes pretty hard from front to back. And it's really hard to stop a ball at a middle pin, which is where the cup was. 
So he hits it. It's going by. It ain't stopping. I think this is actually going to roll way down the hill, like eight at uh, the country club, like down like 70 yards. Like that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. So the ball stops, whatever, fine. Hits it back up. Gets He's short, so he three putts. And he's like, motherfucking this and motherfucking that, whatever. And I turn around and I see the putter go flying. Now, this is <laughs> this is also a tournament. This isn't just like a round on the fucking weekend. Right, right. So the putter goes flying. I'm like, okay. And then I see him. He doesn't get in the cart. I'm like, this could get interesting, whatever. So we all go to scoring, or I'm sorry, me and me and Colin go to scoring. And one of the partners is there, and I'm I'm friendly with one of them more than the rest of them. I go, What's the deal with Chuck? He goes, dude, got a screw loose, huh? I go, <laughs> Yeah, man. I go, I've played with some kind of some some weird people out here. I go, I've never seen anyone hate themselves as much as he does, and I haven't seen a putter go flying across the 18th green. He's like, he goes. Yeah, he's like real crazy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, not just a little like unhappy that he hit some bad shots. Like this guy is fucking nuts. Yeah. And then like in he comes like two seconds later and I'm not saying anything. He isn't saying anything. And I'm like, dude, you cannot get this mad where you're motherfucking this and motherfucking that and throwing putters and like whatever i go i'm just like looking i go listen i've put up some high numbers in this like i have i'm like this just isn't that important i go you're playing at a place where the senior pga used to play it's a nice course it's we paid like two and a quarter to play this fucking place like potentially day off of work whatever drive to fucking concord like yeah if that's how you're going to handle <laughs> yourself, maybe you should take up smoking weed. Like, quit golf and just smoke weed. Cause yeah. maybe t- try a Xanax. Like, this is, I just don't think this is going to be for you. So, yeah. uh, yeah, the first putter throw I've seen in the competitive around <laughs> with guys that, you know, like obviously with guys that, have a certain baseline level of performance so right right you know it's not like a scramble where someone threw a fucking wedge and it's like dude that guy just had like 54 beers today and probably yeah. plays golf three times a year like no it wasn't that it was like this dude has like an established handicap everyone knows his name like he's on the t-sheet like i know right. who he is and it's like it's not very hard for me to realize that you are an absolute fucking lunatic <laughs> And then That's never mind, great. you you paid a premium price to play a premium course just to do that to yourself the whole time. I'm like, fuck, hats off, man. Credit to you, Chuck, because that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, it sounds it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's absurd. It's fucking crazy. And then he was, like, getting pissed. He's like, oh, 225, and it's car path only on every hole. It's like, okay, dude, it's annoying, but it's car path only on, like, four of 14 holes. Uh, four of 18 holes. Yeah, yeah. It's not every hole. It's, like, four. Right. Like like four outside of the par threes or? Yeah, but that, that okay, so four uh, out of par fours, Okay, I think 18, 10, 
it wasn't even that's the thing though it's like it wasn't even uh, i think it was like two holes were full car path only and then two holes were like partial like once you got to a certain point you had to get back over right 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 oh we paid for car path only like fuck man must yeah. be new here yeah because <laughs> we did that at the fucking bay club last year it was fucking awful yeah Oh, uh, my final thought is, uh, similar, similar regards also, uh, with, uh, in regard to golf, um, Vinny and I went, uh, yesterday to Shaker Hills golf course in, uh, Harvard mass. I believe it is. It's like right on like the Harvard Littleton line. Yeah. Like Harvard um, air air. Yeah. Harvard. Yeah. It's like that. That I think it's Harvard. Yeah, no, it Where, is. It for sure is. Whereas Red Tail is at Fort Devens, which might be in Devens, Massachusetts, but sometimes it's air and sometimes it's Harvard. I don't know. It's fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Red Tail, Red Tail is like the weird one where it's like its location isn't like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So a- absolutely beautiful course. Um, I said to the, so me and Vinny show up, right? So this is how it goes down. We have a 7 a.m. tea time. So um, it's about an hour away from me. So I left my house at like 5.30. I got there at like 6.30. Um, Knocking a couple putts around, kind of, you know, taking my time, checking in, grab the cart, get my shit all set up. And it's like 6.45. Vinny's like, yeah, I'm going to be potentially running a little late. And I'm like, okay. Thinking he was like, oh yeah, I'm like, you know, I should get there right at seven or like seven Oh two. He was like, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I keep, you know, knocking some putts around and then I'm like, all right, well, I'm good. I guess I'll just kind of fucking mosey on up to the first tee or no, I, I run into the bathroom and then I get a text from Vinny at like six fifty four. It's like my GPS says 707 and I'm like, fuck. So then I go back into the clubhouse and I pay for him. And I'm like, Hey, my buddy's running late. Can I just pay for him so he can just get here and go? And then it creeps closer and closer. And I didn't tell the guys that like, Oh yeah, he's not going to be here till 707, whatever. But like 658 rolls around 659, still no Vinny. And then, so I, we end up playing with two guys who are members there. Um, and if they're not members, they play there all the fucking time. Cause that they were like, yeah, no, we play here every weekend or whatever. So, um, older guys, really cool, really nice. And so it's like, then I'm like, I don't know where my buddy is. So it's like seven o'clock, seven Oh one, seven Oh two ish. And we just tee off and we're like, all right, we hit three, three balls, hit them out there. We're all in the fairway. And uh, they're like, well, is your buddy on the way? And I was like, I told him he might have to meet us in, in the fairway. Like, he might just have to hoof it out. And the starter was like, oh, you know, we can pick him up, whatever. And then I get a call from Vinny that he's there. And I'm like, all right, dude. Like, the next, there was a guy who had a 7-10 tee time that was like, oh, your buddy's not here? Like, can we just go play through? And I'm like, at that point, it was like 7.05. And I'm like, yeah. dude, like, your tee time's at 7.10. Like, fuck off, man. Like You can tee off at 7.10. You can, like, the three of us just teed off and all three of us are in the fairway. Like, 
you can fuck right off. Oh, right, fourth start here. Well, we just play through. It's five minutes before your fucking tea time, pal. Like stuff a fucking sock in it. So I get a call from Vinny. He pulls in. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go grab him and I'll be right back. So I fly down to the parking lot, throw his shit in the car. I throw like I put his bag on. He grabs his stuff. We get in. We just fly out. We go right out. And he just drops his first ball next to mine in the fairway. And we play from there. And uh, I actually played pretty well on the front nine. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. I played pretty well for the first five holes <laughs> on the front nine. And then completely was an absolute fucking disaster after that. I got absolutely bent over by this course. Um, like I said, it was a beautiful course, right? Like I, I want to go back. Um, I think I would probably play it a little differently, um, especially on the back. The back gets really tight um, and has, has the, the fairways get a little narrower. So it's a little bit harder to, uh, to maneuver, but I ended up shooting a one Oh one. So I played at Heather Hill with Vinny on Sunday morning and shot an 89. So I went from an 89 to a 101. Uh, the course was really fucking hard. Vinny brought 15 balls with him. And at the end of the day, so this was in addition to whatever he had in his bag. I don't know what he had in his bag, but he brought 15 balls. And at the end of the day, he had two left. <laughs> yeah, I've almost done that. So hold that thought. I'm going to pull, I'm going to pull some math if I can. Yeah. You guys played the whites. Yep. All right, 69, 125. You uh, calculating what I should have scored, no. which is probably about a 101. <laughs> no. Would you play at Heather Hill, South Middle? Uh, yeah, Middle South. So that first one was 69, 125. Heather Hill... Middle South. Play the whites there. Yep. 66, 150. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, so in layman's terms, Shaker Hills is significantly harder. Yes. Never mind. So, like for a also part of it too was like it's the first time I'd ever played there. Yeah. Like I can play Heather Hill blindfolded, right? Like yeah. it's I know what shot to hit on what part of the hole. If I'm over here, I have to hit this club. Like I know the course, right? Like the course knowledge actually does help. Yeah. Um and at Shaker Hills, I was like, fuck, dude. I told you the par five on the back nine, I think it was 15. I literally I, I just didn't hit driver until from, I think the 11th hole until the, I pulled it out on 18 and actually hit it pretty decent on 18. Um, but I was just hitting hybrid and six iron off the tee and on the par five 15th, I told you this already, but I hit six iron off the tee on a par five. And then I hit six iron again. And then I hit eight iron for my third shot and then ended up, uh, with par, I made par. Yes, yeah, so what's <laughs> the problem? Like, no, the, I, yeah, I mean, there really isn't a problem, but it's it's 
it's one of those, like, if, and when I go back there, I think I'm going to have to take that approach a lot more, especially on the back. Like just leave driver in the bag and just hit six iron and then just fucking go from there. Like I'd much rather get out of there at that course. I would much rather get out of there with like a par or a bogey than a fucking double or a triple. Uh, Cause I made quite a few of those. So, fun, but, isn't it? yeah. And it's just, it's just annoying. Like when you, when I take the mindset from Heather Hill the day prior, right. Where I'm making, like, I think I made a birdie on one hole and I'm parring most stuff. And I don't think I did anything worse than I might've only had one double the whole day or something like, I don't know. Like I played really fucking well. And then I go in being like, all right, I'm just going to play like this. And it's like, I can't play that kind of game here. Not at this course. Like you got to just fucking take the fucking uh, foot up the ass and hit your six iron off the tee on a par five. (laughs) I mean, you know, I was a member at a place where that's the play, right? Yeah, no, I know. I know. And Which I is hit, partially why I told you that too, because I know. And I hit seven like irons off tees. And on par fours, I hit a six iron off the tee. Like you just, you got to give what the course gives you. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Um, doesn't matter what it is. That's on my list of places that I really want to go back and see if I can be yeah, better. I've, I forget when I went, I don't, I forget if it was last year or the year before, but I played with, uh, I played with the accountants. Okay. The, uh, the greens were so fucking hard. So to be fair, the, the guys, the guys that we played with, they said that the green, the cups were cut in the worst places that day. They were like, it's a, they, they go, you guys picked an awful time to come here. And experience these greens because the greens were super fast. They were undulating and the cups were literally cut like on the fucking edge on like four or five holes. I missed probably like I'm, I'm going to really try to not exaggerate this. I missed probably nine or 10 putts by a combined 40 inches or less. Like there was there, I, I burnt a lot of edges. I had like three lip outs. I had one putt that just bounced off the pin. Like it was, it was just a frustrating day putting because I came, you know, then you miss a putt by like three inches. You miss another putt by like two inches. Like they were all just so close, but none of them went in. Like I didn't, none of them went in. It was just like, Oh, it's so close. It's a great line. Or it was the perfect line and it ended like four inches short. I'm like, awesome. You know, so it's just, it was just one of those days. Um, but like I said, I don't know, maybe I'm a masochist, but uh, I, I really want to go back there and play it again and see if I can do any better at all. Yeah. I mean, I'd go, I'd go back there. I, I, I'm the same way. Like, so did you grab like one of their little like trifold yardage things? I did. I used it like the first couple holes. Oh, you have a GPS at. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like the one thing I definitely, I will do from like when I leave courses, I know is I will try to force my game upon them and it usually doesn't work out to my favor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember, I remember it being a pain in the ass, but then I just pulled the rating and I'm like, it shouldn't be that much of a 
pain in the ass. Like it really, really fucking shouldn't. But I do remember that it reminded me of privates, publics, whatever, of the newer courses, more modern courses, the bigger plots of land, the whole kind of by itself, like tree line on both sides, bunkers in the landing areas, like, yeah couple a uh, couple blind shots like yeah before yeah. you get to a par three is there a blind shot into a green um, on the front it might be the second hole i think it is yeah it is the second hole because i think the third third hole you hit over the water right it's par three yeah with the massive drop off it's like a there's one there's a par three with like a like a 50 60 foot drop Oh, I don't think it's this one. Like it reminds, it's like a peninsula green. Oh, it's it's so one of the I could be thinking of the wrong course too. One of the par threes is almost to the T the same fucking hole as what is it 13 at Merrimack Valley? It's like it because it's a it's a par three with like a 60 foot drop, and there's water on the front left. And there's a bunker on the right side. And it's like, it's literally the same fucking hole. It's the same hole. Um, then there's a par three on the back. That's uh, I think it was like 108 yards, but it was even more. It might've been like a 70 foot drop. This, so this is the course that has like the optional tee box. It's on top of like the shape, like the, they call it the shaker house. I don't know if you saw it. It's the... The 10th and the something, I don't know. It's whatever it is. I forget what holes they are, but it's uh par threes. And they go in opposite directions. And you there's two T's, there's two sets of T's on top of like the, the shaker house that you can hit off of. Yeah, it's like longer, I said, it's higher. I don't I don't remember the course too yeah. too well. Yeah. Like I said, it is a really nice course. Um, yeah, I just that all I remember is fucking trees and bunkers. That's that's fucking yeah. it. Trees and all bunkers sounds about right. Uh, I think I was in quite a few of them. So, but yeah, it's uh, that's golf, right? <laughs> Something like that. Let me see if I can find it. Really? When the fuck I went there now? Because usually I remember like. You know completely autistically yeah a couple of shots but i remember one I, I if i'm thinking of two the way i'm thinking of two then i remember it i think three is a par three over the water four goes back i yanked it into the trees there five's a par five coming back up like i think i got a bunch of the holes and they might be like a downhill par three but no water i don't know I feel like I'm mixing fucking six courses now. <laughs> yeah, three. Three is the hole. It's the par three with the big drop off. Two was the blind shot. Four is a par four. Basically goes back, sl- slight dog, re- dog leg right, slightly. Uh, which hole? Two. Four. Four. Yeah. Yep. Then there's a dog leg right, par five up the hill. Yes. That is the fifth hole. That's, is six a par three down the hill, but no water? 
Correct. That's where I think, oh, it is. Okay. Yep. I thought I was making that up for a second. Yeah. I don't remember six after that. Is a, six is the par three. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember after that. Yeah, I was in the sand. I was in the bunker on that one. I think that's the one I double Saddam myself. Nice. I did that today. <laughs> Thin, thinned it over the fucking green from one bunker to the other bunker. Yeah. And then fucking hack that out to the rough. <laughs> but I one putted for double. So seven was seven is a short par four, but there's a bunker in the front of the green and water left all like way left. So like you can't really go for it. And if you do, you have to leave it short, right? Um, so I hit hybrid off the tee. It went 217, dead center of the fairway. And then I pull a gap wedge and hit it fat and landed right in the fucking sand, the front bunker. I don't know if you can see this. If you're on YouTube, you can see. But that's the tee shot. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, tree line to bunkers. Yep. And then my second shot went fat right into the fucking bunker. So that's that. But uh, that's going to do it. Uh, I think we got to get off. I think Spencer's trying to get on again. So uh, <laughs> so thank you to mybookie.com. Uh, use the promo code sarcasmpod. Um, <clears throat> hold on, texting him now. Closing out now. Uh, use the promo code sarcasm pod, double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Uh, go to grillyourassoff.com. Use the same promo code sarcasm pod, save 15% off every single time you check out over there. You can get us uh, on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Twitter is sarcasm underscore speaks. Facebook is sarcasm speaks. Uh, website sarcasm speaks.com. Buy some merch. Tell everybody, you know, about the show, like rate, subscribe, review, uh, thumbs up on YouTube, all that fun stuff. And uh, until next time.